podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Club at 22, your Rangers podcast. I am your host this evening, Ryan Haymarch, and we are here to discuss all things Rangers, and there is plenty of it. We are live on YouTube this evening, uh, so thank you for joining us. Get involved in the comments, get the questions in. We will try and answer them um, as we go. As you can see, it's not a full uh, panel this evening, so I'm sure we will get time to come to your questions. But we will crack on anyway before I introduce you to the other person sitting across from me at this table, this romantic table this evening. Uh, I do have a few bits of housekeeping to get put, put to bed for you. Um, firstly, Gordon Addy, thank you very much for becoming a new member. Um, you're very much welcome and you are a coffee buying legend as well. So you're very much welcome to this podcast, Gordon. Thank you for your support. And... The last thing I've been asked to put across is we were doing a, an away top giveaway. I think I could probably count in two fingers the amount of people that have thought that um, don't think that um, the away top is a nice top. So we did a giveaway for the away top and the winner of that is my dad again. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not my dad. It is James Grubb. James Grubb, if you're watching this just now or you're listening, uh, you're the winner of the away top giveaway. So please, could you um, get in touch with the podcast? Now, this is the podcast email address. It is club.at.22.podcast at gmail.com. If that is too difficult for you, just get in touch with us through Twitter, DM, Instagram, Facebook. I send, send an email, whatever you need to do. You'll get in touch with us and we'll get that top sent out to you, James. So very well done, Mr. James Grubb. You have won yourself a lovely shop there. It's a shop that I'll be purchasing soon uh, once I'm by with all my uh, DIY, etc. in the house. But anyway, that is some of the housekeeping done until the, the standard Manscaped promo that I always forget at the beginning of the podcast. But that's the introduction of that done. Um, let me introduce you to my guest. It is Mr. Ali Pearson. Ali, how are you doing this week, mate? Very well. We've never done a podcast together, Ryan. Usually it's me and Scotia if it's two and we're called the B team, so I don't know what we'd be called. Maybe I'll upgrade in the B team. I've dreamt about this. I've dreamt about this pod just me and you over candlelight for, for many, many weeks now. But I've finally got my wish, so um, but how's your week been all right? Yeah, it's been it's been good. Obviously, the world of Rangers has kept us going. A few things we'll discuss um in terms of signings coming in, it's getting closer. The the team are back in pre-season. I've seen videos today of them back at um, Auchenhowie. So it's um, it's ramping up, right? And I'm just buzzing to be back at the football. Um, I just want it back, but it it will be here soon. It will be here soon. Um, just need to be a little bit more patient. But even myself, the most, uh, not the most optimistic fan on this podcast, even I am chatting at the bit to get back to football. I can't wait till the season starts for many reasons. Um so I am ready for it. So yeah, guys, we're going to get in discussing all things Rangers. And as you know, over the past couple of days, there's plenty of it. Um, firstly, we'll be looking at the signing of uh, Adbala Asima, um, which is Rangers signing number five. Um, Michael Beale, that was announced yesterday. Uh, Fabrizio Romano, or as I like to call him, Stevie Clifford, uh, broke this story for me 
um, on Twitter and he gets all the credit. So we signed uh, uh, Abdullah Seema from Brighton. He is a Senegal internationalist, 22 years old. He did play for Slavia Prague against us in 2021 um, and went to Brighton for £7 million. Michael Bill said he's, he has an excellent variety in his game and he said he can fulfill a, fulfill a number of attacking positions in our team. He's recently turned 22 and has experience playing in three top domestic divisions in the Europa League and as a senior internationalist for Senegal. Michael Bill said we met a few weeks ago and discussed at length his alignment to our style of play and his future development as a player. He's someone I have followed closely since his breakthrough in the Czech Republic and I'm extremely pleased to have him join the squad at the very start of pre-season. So he is halfway through a deal with Brighton, a four-year deal sorry, with Brighton. He scored five goals. He went on loan to Angers, I believe they're called, in, in France. And he scored five league goals there, but they got they did um, finish bottom of the table. So he was playing with a struggling outfit. But he never really got his breakthrough with Brighton. So he comes to us uh, after scoring against us, ironically, and comes with a bit of high clout. But in one season, playing the Czech Republic, in the Czech Republic for Slavia Prague, they did have wins over Leicester, um, ourselves, and a quarter-final loss to Arsenal. He scored 16 goals and made seven assists in 39 games. So just a bit of background on, on Seema there. And it's definitely, a, it's more information that I knew about Mali because I think we spoke about him maybe last week and I wasn't too sure of him. What's your thoughts on this signing? Yeah, I think it's a good signing. He's, um, he's a good age. He he did well at Slavia Prague. That's obviously where he, he got his big money move to Brighton. Probably Brighton is Brighton have excelled in that Premier League down there where they are in terms of players they've brought in. Or you look at players they brought in, Brighton and, and, and sold. I mean, some bit of business they've done down in Brighton. But they're punching above their weight at the moment, Brighton. So for him to get in that team, it's probably quite hard at the moment. He's been out loan, as you said, to Stoke, where I think he was injured pretty much all that season. And on, on Jails or on Jays, whatever you, however you pronounce them. But they, as you say, Ryan, were a, a struggling team down at bottom of the French League. And he was... Um, basically playing a team that was just surviving, basically, trying to survive. So, can't really judge him in that, to be honest. Looking at the guy, he looks, he's above six foot. I've said this, Ryan, on previous podcasts, look at all the signings by Rangers this season, all over six foot. We are not going to be bullied next season. Um, Michael Beals, how many times, Ryan, have we said we look a bit lightweight in previous years? I think Michael Beals looked at that and he's addressed it in terms of who, who he's bringing in all over six foot. Um, but in terms of him as a player, looks athletic, he's quick apparently, he can play right along the front line, um, which is good for us in terms of rotating, in terms of positions. I think he is, and Khan will be happy with us, me saying this, an upgrade in Sakala. I can see him playing where Sakala plays. He's quick, but I think he's an upgrade. Um, and like I say, at Slavia Prague, he did very well. Um, and Brighton obviously signed him because of that. But yeah, a lot of folks say he's lost his way now, but he hasn't really lost his way when you look at him. He was injured, unfortunately, at Stoke, and he was playing for a struggling team last season. He's 22. He did really well at Slavia Prague. They were a good team. We played them right away back then. They were a good team. But um, yeah, another good player coming in the door. And I'm, I'm just excited to see how we how we line up and what the formation is with these guys. But it's exciting because, again, his pace, power, 
And um, no, I'm happy with that signing. I know we, I don't know. I don't think we've got an option to buy Ryan, but at the same time, um, happy to have him here. You look at Tillman. We had him a year last season, and what Tillman um, gave us the whole last season. So if he's here and maybe disappears in the summer, um, that's up to Brighton. But no, I'm excited to see this guy. Hi, it's interesting because RFC 56 makes a point of Seema not being, as you said, not being a, a loan to buy. And that's maybe how highly Brighton rate him. Maybe they're just looking to get him, whether to put him back on the map or they have him for future plans, I don't know. But I wouldn't rule out as signing this guy in the future. I don't think that's just a nail in the coffin. It's not really how it works if, if Seema comes here and is a success and then Brighton have whatever season they're going to have, a successful season, they don't have SEMA in their plans. I'm sure Vinge will try and negotiate some sort of deal. So just because the loan to buy deal isn't there at the moment doesn't mean that Rangers won't won't be able to secure the deal if, if, if they want to. And let's be honest, SEMA is going to fall in love with us as every, every player does. Well, apart from Alec Dillman, that is. Um, I think I make good points about, about SEMA, what to stay on him, but Playing with playing with Stoke and maybe that Angers, he's not been able to kind of excel the way he could have. With Brighton, he found it difficult. You make a great point at Brighton. Are, Brighton are an established Premier League club. I mean, they're a fantastic football club now and they've done really well. And where did they finish last year? Uh, top top half. They've got European football for next European year. European football, yeah. So mm. they're it's hard to come to a side like that. So I'll give him with the benefit of doubt in terms of his Brighton spell, but. He just changes. He definitely looks as if he's going to be an upgrade on Fashion Sakala. His numbers were good with Slavia, who I totally agree with. A good team when we played them, very tidy outfit. Um, but yeah, I think he, he definitely gives us a totally different dimension up front. And I'm very, very excited to see him. And as, as we already found out today, because another body coming in, it does change the outlook up front. There is no doubt about that. And, and that brings me nicely on to the next piece of news, which was broken just as I was finishing work today and it is that uh, Serial Dessers, uh, the deal has been agreed for Serial Dessers to um, come to Rangers from Cremonese. So Serial Dessers played in Serie A B last year. Serie A, they got relegated to Serie B, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry. And um, he scored 10 goals and he's been a target of ours all summer according to Sky Sports. And there's been a few reports from Italy last week that the deal had fallen through. Um, or the Dessers was not interested in the move, but I think that was then rubbished by a few kind of um, more known uh, Italian media outlets. So there was obviously no truth in that. And Dessers looks to be on his way, Ali, who would be the sixth summer signing and another attacker. Now, I have done the rookie stuff and I have looked at this video on YouTube and I am pretty convinced that we are getting to the Champions League final for this boy signs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been the number one target is our focal point. If you want to say the striker we're looking to replace Morelos, he's been the one we've went for. It's been um, ah, he's changed a couple of times in terms of paper talks saying he's coming and he's not coming and then obviously um, Fabrizio Romano comes out and he doesn't come out and say things if it's if it's not true. But the deal looks like it's done. Rangers haven't announced it yet, but I think they will very soon. It looks like it's a done deal with Dessers coming in. So I've I've looked at him. He's well, I think we've discussed him anyway in previous pods. Twenty eight. He's going to be twenty nine December. Right? 
my only thing with Esser's coming in, I, there's not much of a sell-on value in him. We're getting him in his peak years, if you want to say, but at the same time, we have said we can't have development players coming in this season. We need players to come in and hit the ground running. He ticks the boxes for that. You look at his record, then scored goals everywhere he's been. Yes, where he was last season. Similar to Seymour, he was in a struggling team. He gets six goals, I think, something like that. So, But apart from that, his record's decent. I was looking at him. He looks like a Morelos type. Strong, powerful. I think I was telling you off camera that I was listening to boys in heart and hand. They were doing a debrief on him and a guy that um, specialises in t- terms of different players and that. But they were saying about Dessers. If it was Ronald, no, Ronald DeBell, sorry, was saying um, that he's like Morelos. But, but not lazy, <laughs> which we like. So it looks like he's got good worth ethic. Um, interest, and again, it's not a forward play. You look at the forward, forward line we've got now, Ryan, I think there'll be players coming out the door because you look who we've got. We've got Dessers, Lammers, Seema, Kamar Roof, that everyone in the, the group chat's having a bit of a laugh about. Antonio Cholak, that Cholak, folk keep forgetting yeah. about. And, and Sakala, who is a pretty much a forward player as well. Matondo, he's not really a, a striker, but a lot of players there now, Ryan. We were screaming out for freshness up there, and we've got it. We've got an abundance now, Ali. I think um, I see people saying, do you think we're done up front? Do you think? I have the feeling that this was the striker. I have the feeling that um, that Dessers has been the striker that, that Bill maybe alluded to at the end of the last season, saying he's got he's, he's got an eye in his man, and I've got a feeling this is it. Uh, Scotia made a great point. I, I admitted last week I didn't know a lot about Dessers. I was worried that him being in Serie B, well relegated to Serie B, maybe wasn't a level of player that we were looking for, but Scotia made a great point last week that he finished top goal scorer in the Europa Conference League when Feyenoord got to the final two years ago against Roma, I believe, I think it was, and he was top goal scorer, uh, 10 goals that season in the Europa Conference League and top to like uh, Tam Abraham, who I think who came second, so He's obviously got a bit of pedigree and a bit like Seema, mate. I think they both seem to have played with struggling teams and you can see their stats aren't great, but then you see them with a team like Feyenoord and a team like Slavia Prague, then their stats are good compared to, to what you maybe judged on them, what Rangers Twitter would maybe judge on them with struggling teams. This is the kind of players that we, we should be signing, as you said. It just adds freshness and... It's a total different dynamic up front. That's what I think. What do you think? Yeah, we've been screaming out for it. I mean, our top line last season, Ryan, was flat, extremely flat. You look who we were relying on the tail end of the season. Carney's two pals, Sakal and Matondo. That's who we were relying on because Cholak was in and out, pretty much injured. Morelos had checked out. Ryan Kent had checked out. So we were, I used the word powder puff umpteen times last season because that's what we were up front. We're crying out for it. And you look you look who we've brought in now. A lot of these guys, it's hard because we've not you've, we've not seen much of these guys. You can look on YouTube, you look at stats all you like. It's the, I'll judge them when I see them in the Rangers jersey. But it's, um, I like what he's brought in. All these guys he's brought in can all play. They're, they're flexible in terms of positions. Desser, I think, will be the kind of focal point whether we pay a, a, a two, and he's the main one, we maybe Lammers off him, Seema kind of out wide, you don't know, can't well out wide. I, I don't know how he'll set it up next next year, um, Beal, but 
he's got umpteen options now, Ryan. And you look in the middle of the park as well. We're looking at bringing in Sifuentes, whatever he's called, from um, Los Angeles, which hopefully should be announced um, beginning of July, as we can announce that. That's another player coming in the door. So, yeah, it's um, it's about time we, we freshened that top line. I still think we'll look to get somebody out the door, though, in that top line. In the middle of the park, I still think we'll look to get folk out the door in terms of the usual ones, Kamara. I think we'll look to try and move him on. Scott Wright, I think we'll move him on. Antonio Cholak, what do we do with him? I've seen like, they were back in pre-season. He was back there. What do we do with him? Because... For me, he's way down the pecking order now in terms of what we are bringing in. So I don't know what your thoughts are, Ryan, but I, I just think he'll look to move players in that top line on that are still there. And if he can, you never know. He potentially might bring somebody else in that top line on because there's still ages to run in this uh, transfer window. Aye. I, I wouldn't be... Do you know, I think he's got his man. I think he's got his man. He's going to play through the centre. just... By looking at YouTube videos, I can see him playing through the centre, similar to Morelos, and linking the play up. So I think he's got the man, but at the same time, why would you, on the 30th of June, rest with that? Why would you rest and say, do you know what, I've got Lammers, Dessers, and um, Seema up front. Why would you have done it that? I, I think you'll look to bring another one in. And I'm not saying straight first choice as your number one striker, but I think you'll definitely look to strengthen. Um Mr. Alan Logan, thank you for joining the uh, becoming the new, newest member of Club at 22. And apologies for the Northern Ireland Green. Unless you are Northern Irish, I'm sure you will like that. Um, but yeah, I think that I think he might still look to bring another one in. But it's going to be interesting to see what how he sets up out, up top. I don't know if we'll see it at the what's the first game, Newcastle, in two weeks on Tuesday, I believe. Um, yeah. Newcastle, I don't know if we'll see it straight away, but um, it's going to be really interesting to see how he sets up um, up top. But and talking about players you would you would get rid of earlier, I'm going to ask you who you'd get rid of now. So you've got the, the names you listed off. You've got Seymour, Lammers, um, Dessers as well, by the looks of it, if he comes in. You've got Kemar Roof. You've got Antonio Chola. You've got Scott Wright. You've got Fashion Sakala. If you are Michael Beale and you have got, if you could decide Saudi teams will come in for players, what players would you be uh, offered for? If, if I'm Michael Beale right now, looking at looking at our squad players, I'm going to trim off if, if I can. And this, and then I, this is in an ideal world. Me and Ryan are talking about here. It's not easy to get players off the books because they have contracts, so they can sit on it. McLaughlin for me, we we move him on. Ben Davies, if somebody wants to come in and do business for was for Ben Davies, I would move him on. Middle apart, Kamara for me. We've already said Kamara's transfer listed at five million. I think that's quite generous, Rangers. If we get five million of when I watch, to be honest. Scotia'll hate me. And he's just proposed to his girlfriend, Hadji. If somebody oh, I thought you Hadji, I thought you were I thought you were giving us an announcement or an exclusive no. that Scotia had proposed, right? Okay. No, he'll be gutted, Scotia. He'll be gutted because Hadji has proposed not to Scotia, by the way, um, to his girlfriend. So, uh, but no, Hadji's another one. If somebody wanted to do business with us, I, I would move Hadji on. Scott Wright, I think we are looking to move on. Antonio Cholak, I would move him on. I'd keep Sakala. I know Carney can't go Sakala. I'd keep Sakala because I, I think he offers us something. His numbers were decent last season. He's not an out. He's not going to play week in week out for us to Cal because he's not good enough. But I still think he offers us something different. I'd keep him. 
and Matondo. If somebody wanted to do business with Matondo, I'd move Matondo on. I can't see Matondo moved on. The only way I could see Matondo get moved on is maybe uh, somebody want to take him in loan, Ryan, possibly. I think he'll still be with us next season, Matondo. I can't see teams coming in for him. But in terms of other guys, that's who I'd look to move on. I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of who you'd try and get rid of. Yeah, I don't think I'd be far away from from your list, to be honest with you. Um, Scott Wright, for me, definitely. I, I think I was thinking about the Scottish market today when we were doing this agenda and was, I, was, I was thinking about what to talk about tonight. And there are a couple of players that I would like to see to see come to Rangers from the Scottish market. We might delve into that in a bit. But Scott Wright, for me, hasn't been a failure this signing. I wouldn't look back and think, you know, that that's a poor signing from Rangers because I think he is a good impact player. I think he's given his all in a Rangers jersey. I just think he's just not quite the level that we probably need. And I think it would be good for Scott Wright and Rangers if he moved on. Sakala is, is a difficult one because his stats tell you everything. He, he, is his stats just good in a bad Rangers team last season? Or if he we keep him this season, would he not get in the squad and we would just dwindle away? Because, like I said a few weeks ago, I, I, before I, I was off, um, my understanding is his team's lining up for Sakala would take Sakala in two seconds so he's got a bit of clout uh, whether that's in the Belgian league or not I don't know but apparently has got interest around about him so I don't know whether you do cash in and just make a bit of smart business with Sakala but there's definitely room for I hate to say it but now you've got these forwards and where does Cholak come in in that pecking order Ali I mean I, lo- I do I really like big Cholak I think I got he got it tight from the fans last year because we were struggling. He came back from injury, missed a couple of chances, but that first half of the season, I thought the big man was great. He couldn't stop scoring. I don't think Beal fancies him, though. He just doesn't seem to be fitting to Beal's style of play, and he's one that I definitely agree with you. I could see Rangers moving on and looking to, to push out the door. Um, we would get money for him, though, I think. Eh? Yeah. I mean, what did we play for, Joe? Like something like two million quid or something? Yeah, a couple of million, I think. I don't, I don't think it was much, Cholak. Teams would come in and give us the money back for him, I think. I just look where he is. I just think he's in the pecking order. And I agree with you. I don't think Beal fancies him. I mean, for all we know, this new look Michael Beal team, it could suit an Antonio Cholak with these players around about him. We don't know. But I just get the feeling he's just not Michael Beal's cup of tea. Didn't he play that much the tail end of the season? I know he was injured at times, but he was on the bench quite a lot and he never really looked to use him. He was more interested in using Sakala and Matondo near the tail end of the year. I think he prefers, and I know we've mentioned the guy and folk are having a bit of a laugh in a chat. We've had a laugh about him and he prefers Kamar Roof. Folk can have a laugh at a joke about him and we do it all the time in Kamar Roof. But he's back in pre-season, Kamar Roof. He's been out in... Um, He's been out in Dubai, wherever he's been. He walked in. Yeah. He walked in those front doors. Did you see the footage he today? Did. He walked in the front doors. So he actually skipped in, Ryan. He was. Um, in, mate, he's, yeah. he's he's been telling us all pre-season on his Instagram for the last month that he's ready to go. He's back. He's but mm-hmm. I'll believe it when I see it. Kamar Roof, Scotia, Scotia made a point, and I don't think he was joking at the time, and I kind of agree with him. He did say if Kamar Roof stays fit, he could be the surprise package this season. If he stays fit, because I think you've said it, Ryan, he's the best striker at Ibrooks. I believe Potential, that. Potentially in Scotland, the guy is good. The problem is he can't stay fit. If he can stay fit, similar to the, the season we won the league, Ryan, because he did stay fit most of that season and he scored a lot of goals, 
we'll get a bit of joy out of um, Kamar Roof and we can use him. If we've got Dessers, we'll be able to use him in certain games, Kamar Roof. So I wouldn't write Kamar Roof off next season until he maybe gets under straight away and then we can go back to it. But at this present point, he's in there with a full pre-season under him, Ryan. So it'll be interesting where he slots in next season as well because I think Bill fancies him. I think you're right. I think Kamar Roof, he's... His goals speak for himself. He's scored so many important goals for us, Ali. And yeah. It's it's so easy. It's kind of the lazy. It's kind of the lazy opinion. I, I came out with that we have these jokes about him being injured, but we're all frustrated and probably came out with the most frustrated out of anyone. Um, if he's fit, mate, for me, he just he just starts and that's it. He's an automatic pick, and I think he's fantastic. I would love to see. I think I put it on the charters. I don't know if it was the chart or the what chart. I can't remember. But if we got three quarters of a season out of came out with this year, I think that would significantly go to us winning silverware. I really do. I think he's pivotal in, in terms of what you're doing attack-wise. Attack he's moving off the ball, Ali. He's an intelligent player. You see it when he's he's passing, he's moving, everything about him. He's just a, a classy striker. And Yeah, I would agree with Scotia. I'm quietly confident. I'm probably a bit naive, but I'm quietly confident that came out can play a big part this season. But um, that's probably a cue for egg on the face, I'm sure. You know, you know this will bite us in the arse when oh, Kamar Roof starts and he yeah. gets carted off after 15 I minutes. <laughs> i already seen, I can't remember what podcast, I've seen a podcast getting clipped on in, in, uh, Twitter from from one of that lot during the weekend. The guy was saying about Kamar Roof being um, the best striker in Scotland and, and we would have won the league last year. I am not going to say that. All I'm <laughs> going to say is Kamar Roof is... Uh, the best striker at Rangers for me at the moment and he's definitely got a part to play if he stays fit because he's a key player and I think it's easy for us all to forget. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about and, and I probably should have tied this in with, uh, with the conversation we're having uh, it's reported um, at the beginning of the week that we were in for final striker, Brazilian striker Danilo. Um, it was widely reported that Rangers had put a bid in a uh, first bid and it had been declined Danilo is a name that I, I have heard of um, we're playing with Feyenoord but the figures that were banded about were seven, seven million um, that Feyenoord were looking for now this was prior to Sima and Dessers being announced Ali I know we touched on briefly whether we think Michael Beale will bring another one in it did get, I won't lie, it got, it got the blood flowing a wee bit, big striker um, bit of a name, Brazilian uh, a bit of money getting spent but does this kind of put an end to the Danilo transfer rumours if he even was a target? Personally, yeah, I think it was one or the other. I think Dessers, Dessers was our first choice. Danilo, I think, was the second choice. He's kind of fallen out of favourite fan of Danilo. He's, if you look at his profile, he's a better age, Danilo, where he is in his career at the moment in terms of sell on value, etc. He is better, but. Um, <laughs> Gallant Pine, I just seen that Cravari was Brazilian as well. <laughs> Don't slag a real soon Cravari off. He was nice standing. I am getting goaded. I am getting look at look at some of these comments, Mister Pete Lawrence. Give us a rant about Barisic. How long? <laughs> how long? How long have you got, Pete? How long have you got? Yeah, we'll keep keep that to later about Barisic. Uh, he's maybe signing a new deal, Ryan. Uh, but we'll right, maybe something to talk about later on. I know, but um, no, I I can't see us. I think Farnard were looking for something close to six, seven million euros or something, and we'd went in at three and a half million or something. So I can't see it. I don't know what the outlay is for Dessers. 
possibly between three, four million. So I can't see it, right? The, the only way I can see is going in for a spending decent money on another striker is one if we move somebody on, as we've just discussed there, and we're we're playing European football um, next season. Are we going to be in Europa League? Are we going to be in Champions League? Or even are we going to get through the first stage? Because if we get through the first stage of the in Champions League qualifiers, it's a five million pound bounty we get, even if we get knocked out and go into Europa League. So I think that'll depend whether we spend money too. But right now, I think Michael Beale will be quite happy in terms of who he's who he's got in the top line. I think he will. I'd still like a player in line that's a a Ryan Kent type, a tin opener up that end of the park as well. Lammers, I don't know if he's that type of guy. I know Cantwell can do that, but he's been playing deeper. I'd still like a player like that. So, interesting to see what happens. But I, in terms of Danilo, I can't see it at the at the present time. I can't see it. Well, you know, there's an unpopular opinion of mine, and I put it in the chat to a deathly silence tumbleweed. Uh, you might call in the group chat during the week, everyone. Boy for hearts. Um, boy for hearts. Uh, Josh Shinelli is a free transfer. I don't know if he's decided where he's going yet, but Ali, for me, that's a, no, a no-brainer. Like, somebody who's already established in this league knows what he's coming to at Rangers. I'm not saying Josh Nelly is going to be Brian Loudrop, George Alberts, whatever you want to say, but I do think he could do a job as a free transfer. I think he would be an upgrade on last year's Ryan Kent, and I just think it would be a bit of, kind of clever business for Rangers. And you make a great point. If we do have a budget, that, that, that we have a budget left, keeping some of that for January. Because if we're, if we're in a good place come January, say a few points ahead of them and you want to just push a bit, then I think keeping a bit of budget for January would be would certainly be a wise move. So I would, Josh Janelli would do for me, mate, but um, I'm sure that is a player that doesn't uh, sit well with, with most people because he plays in Scotland. What do you think of that shout, Ali? I, I thought he was a good player at Hearts. Scored quite a few goals for Hearts. I thought he was decent. I think a lot of, I know you look at the Scottish market, Ryan, in, in previous seasons, the obvious one was Lewis Ferguson, who you were touting for, and you, you, look, you look where he's potentially going. He's gone, he's gone, and he's now out of our reach. Similar to when Celtic tried to get John McGinn. As soon as they go elsewhere at these big leagues, that they're, they're gone, you can't get them back, unless they're at the tail end of their career. But Ginelli... Ah, he's decent. I think he'd be a squad player for me, Ryan, if he came. I don't know if he, he wouldn't be a first pick for me. Um, I just think we turn our nose up at Scottish football in terms of players in the league at times. Michael, I don't know. I don't know about Jenna. I don't know. I think he's a decent. I think he's a decent squad option. I don't think he's a first pick for Rangers if, that, if I'm being honest. But I'd agree. I could. I could be wrong. I'd agree. I just think it's a player that would probably get come here score goals in Scotland and then probably yeah. do well for a free, free transfer. But um, it was just a thought anyway. And yes, Lewis Ferguson, I told every single one of you that watched this podcast and listened to the podcast, <laughs> I get ripped in the comments. And here we are. He's just about to sign a multi-million pound deal in our play. But listen, stick with me and you'll go places. Um, before I start talking about balls, um, Charleston put in the comments, are you guys going to Rangers Review gig? Now that is on Friday. Uh, that, that We are actually... A few of us are flying out to Germany for the Hoffenheim game. So we will not be going to the Rangers review gig, but if anyone's going to it, um, please enjoy it, because I'm sure it'll be a cracker. It's Edmondson House, I believe. Um, but yeah, that's me. I've spoken of balls, Alistair. If you can just do me the courtesy of putting up the 
my favourite bit of this podcast, and it is time for a word from our sponsors. It's time to mind your manuals with Manscaped. Everyone is aware by now that nose hairs are a major turn-off. That's why Manscaped have released the brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. With improved blades and monitor, you can feel the power in the palm of your hands. Save money and attack your nose and ear hairs by going to manscaped.com and using the club code CLUBAT22 to get 20% off and free shipping. Our friends over at Manscaped are helping you enjoy early spring air, spring fresh air by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all of your face hole hair. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscaped tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. Let Manscaped be part of your daily grooming routine, ensuring no hair is ever out of place. It's time to level up your grooming game. Save 20% off and free shipping with club with the code club at 22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code club at 22 at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best and grooming at Manscaped, your nose, ears, body, and balls will thank you. Very well. Not as good as Scotia, by the way. It's anyone not, could be as good as Scotia, but it was a good effort, right? Not, I was enthusiastic. I was getting behind the product. I was actually believing everything I was reading because I've got the products as you do, Alistair. And I'm very much behind them. We had a wee night out last Saturday for, obviously, there's two or three birthdays, including yourself. I had a lovely day out and, you know, before I came up and met he's had the nose trimmer out, tied myself up from top to bottom and, you know, it made my night better, Ali. I don't know about yourself. <laughs> no, you were looking very grim, Ryan. Scotia, Scotia had his Manscaped boxers on that he has on most of the time as well, so he was supporting Manscaped. Um, no, the products are um, very, very good. Um, I actually quite like the, the body wash we've got at the moment and the, the huge tub. It's quite good with the... It's very good, but um, yes, the the weed whacker is quite a good addition to the the below grooming section. Yes, it's very good. I'm a big, a big fan of it, and it was weird that it was weird with Scotia turning up to the pub and he had the manscape boxers over the top of his jeans. That was a weird look for me. But, um, fair play to him for doing that. Uh, right, guys, let's talk about the the fixtures. The fixture list came out, and as probably 99% of us predicted, we were going to play Aberdeen or Kilmarnock away from home on the first game of the season. So I'll just have a look at the fixtures just now. We could have been more prepared and I got a wee screen up, but Rangers play Kilmarnock at 5.15 kickoff. Send it uh, on Saturday the 5th of August. We then play our first home game on Saturday the 12th of August against Livingston at 3 o'clock. And then Saturday the 26th of August, we play Ross County away. Um, at three o'clock, I would anticipate that possibly will get moved. And then the first all from game is the fourth game of the season, and we play that lot at 12 o'clock uh, on Sunday, the 3rd of September at Ibrox. Ali, what was your thought on these fixtures? I've been shite myself um, about these fixtures coming out, Ryan, because I had a wedding or I have a wedding in um, September to go to. And the fixture, the fi- the old firm fixture usually is the first weekend of September. It usually is. But sometimes they do change it. So, yes, I was hoping, and the first one's at iBooks, obviously, so I was hoping 
it was going to be the first week, week, weekend of September as usual. Um, so I wouldn't miss the game. And thankfully, it has landed on that. So I was delighted this morning when I seen the fixtures. First game, as you say, Ryan, Kilmarnock away. Brings back memories to the last time we were down there and Connor Goldson scored the 89th minute header, whatever it was, which was a good day. We watched that down in Carney's dad's local, down in Weems Bay Station Bar. That was a good day, that. But on a plastic pitch, we were on a plastic pitch last season away at Livingston. We nearly made an arse out until Tav stepped up with a free kick. But yeah, as you say, Ryan, 5.15 on a Saturday, first game of the season. That's that's a good one if you like a wee drink and... As you know, me and Scotia do like a drink, so we will make a, we will make a day of that. But I'm looking at the fixtures, Ryan. They're quite favourable for us. The first the first run of it, if you want to say, you'll probably touch in December. But before we get there, up to, up to October, I think it's favourable for us. We don't really go to any, if you want to say, the harder grounds. Um, I think Aberdeen's the first one we probably go to. Um, but it's... Uh, I'm looking at the fixtures and thinking, yeah, that, that's that's good for us. Just after Livingston on the 12th, the weekend after is the League Cup. So that's why there's a wee bit of a break in between Livingston and Ross County because the, the League Cup's on uh, round 16, I think it is. But I think it's a good, I think it's favourable for us. You, it doesn't matter who you play, to be honest, because you need to beat these teams regardless. But I think it's a favourable start for us. Yeah, I was pleased with the start. I'm pleased with the first four fixtures. Um, I will probably make an advance on who was it that said it in the comments. Well, it was Michael Morgan said first three games are nine points. I see your first three games are nine points, and I raise you first four games twelve points. Uh, Michael Morgan, that's what I want from the first first four games. But yeah, I think a favourable. It's a favourable uh, fixture. I, I, I hate going to like. I hate going to Aberdeen in the first couple of games of the season. I don't like it. I feel as if Rangers need to get up and running. I never feel as if we're quick starters in the league. I don't expect us to be quick starters this this season because of the amount of new bodies we've got. But, yeah, I'm pretty content with the, the start that we've got and the fixtures that we've got. And I am glad that we have got that lot quickly at Ibrox because if we can get off to nine points, if we can do that and get nine points and bring them to Ibrox, Ibrox will be rocking that day. Ibrox will be rocking and we will have players who are hungry and hopefully players who need to win, as I keep saying, not want to win, need to win. So it, it, it makes things interesting. So I am, I'm looking forward to it. What I was interested in, I feel as if there's always a kind of moan about December from Rangers fans. I've seen, I don't know, I don't know how you look at it, Ali. They always condense these fixtures into December. I think we've got, we've got a weight of hearts. You might have the fixtures there. I'll just try and get yeah, them up just now. I've got them. Yeah, do you want to read them out for me? Yeah, so in, in December, we kick off at home to St Mirren, away to Hearts, then we're at home to Dundee, away to Hibs, away to Motherwell, at home to Ross County, and away to Celtic in in December. And then just before the split, which I thought was a bit of a bizarre one because usually the Celtic game's the last game, we're at home to Kilmarnock, so on the 2nd of January. So that's the last game before the split, is Kilmarnock at home. Yeah, I th- People always get more about this December thing, but we've seen Rangers win leagues early when we've we've been away to Aberdeen and away to Hibs and up at Ross County on the two and in between Christmas and New Year, but we've done it before. So I, I try not to focus on that too much. Whatever the fixtures are, they are, and that's it. We know we're always going to get the old firms um, chopping and changing with, with the way it always has, but I think the players just need to I'm hoping the players look at the fixtures list the same as us and just go, 
send it. Let's go off to a good start and then bring them to our, our place and let's see what's happening after that. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting, that's for sure. Um, the second old firm game of the season will be. Let's have a look at that. It'll be at Celtic Park. Thirtieth so December. Thirtieth of December. Is that is that going to be the thirtieth or will it be the thirtieth? Uh, will be the thirtieth. They won't have it. Eh? That's what I was saying, Ryan. Because you usually the last game of the season or the last game before the split, yeah, is the old fun. And, yeah. and for some reason, it's it's we've got a game after, which is which is I, I, I don't know the last time that happened to be honest. But we had a game after Celtic before the split. I don't, I don't this know. is to do. I wonder if this is to do international breaks because we need Mister International Scotia um, actually on this board for, to confirm this, but. I am sure they've got, there's an international break every month. I might be wrong when I say that. I'm pretty sure there's an international break every single month. Um, and usually the first weekend of September, somebody in the comments will be a Scotland fan or whatever team you support. Yeah, there is. There's sure. Scotland. Scotland play England in a friendly and they also right. play another game. So see the, the game we play Celtic Ibrooks first game of mm-hmm. season. The weekend yeah. after that is an international right. break in September. Ah, right, okay, so it's this week after, right, okay, that makes sense, because like, usually you get into an international break if you're buzzing because you beat them or you're, yeah. you're flat because you haven't, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I am very much looking forward to that Livingston game, though I don't anticipate I'll get a ticket for Kilmarnock, like I will apply. In fact, I'm surprised Rangers haven't got emails out yet already, have they? No, not <laughs> yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm so that I, that I I'm hoping that we got off to a good start. I, I don't look at their fixtures at all. I tend to look at their fixtures when we are if we're playing well during the season, Ali, and we're we're racking the points up. I start looking at their fixtures and just think, right, have they got a banana skin coming up? Have they got a week and a half? So have they got somewhere that they might drop points? But I've not looked at their fixtures. There's, there's I only know I, Ryan. I only know their first two games because Paul at my works at Celtic um, season take older. So he I was telling about our start. I know they're at home to Ross County and then their next game's away at Aberdeen. So that's, I don't know the rest after that, but I know their first two games, is, that's it. Oh, well, shout out to Paul. Uh, I'm sure he's watching. Does he watch? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think that we can definitely go for a good start. Michael Bale will be happy with that. Of course, we'll have of European games in between as well, mate. So I don't know when the European qualifiers will that, that'll be quite congested over August and September, well, the, September the, I imagine. Yeah, first first qualifier is so basically we kick off against um Kilmarnock and then we play yeah. in a qualifier that week. So the Tuesday or the Wednesday we'll be playing in a qualifier. Um and then you've got the added thing, Ryan, as well. If we did drop into Europa League, a lot of these games will be will be shifted to the dreaded Sunday if you want to say all the way up to Christmas as well. So That'll be another impact in terms of where we play European football too. Yeah, it will be in Gallant Pioneer, thankfully. Um, it was on the admin, therefore, was the draw for the Champions League 24th of July. So thanks for that, Gallant Pioneer. Um, so we, are we, we're the fourth qualifier for the Champions League? We are, third, third, third. Quali- third qualifier. If we get through that, we go into the playoff over two legs and then it's Champions League. Um, regardless mm. of what happens to us in any of these qualifiers, though, Ryan, if we get if we get put out in the, the third qualifier, for instance, we go into group stages of um, Europa League, and I think we're part one as well. If we did fall into that, I totally contradict myself. Sound a hypocrite here because I think last season I was saying you need team for Champions League. You know, this year 
Ali, I wouldn't be overly disappointed if we don't get in the Champions League. I think that was a hard one to take last year. I think the step up, we did have a lot of injuries. I get that, and Goldson was off and it kind of lost the shape at the back. But some of those games have lived long in the memory phase of the Champions League last year, Ali, and I wouldn't be overly opposed to... I'm not saying I want Rangers beat, but if we didn't go into the Champions League group stages, I wouldn't overly be opposed to us getting into the Europa League. No. And you look at this Club World Cup that we've been touted about going into in terms of where we are in the ratings. If you want to look at it that way, Ryan, in a weird way, potentially we'd be better off going into the Europa League because we'll have a better chance of winning games and you you would get more coefficient points that way. So if we are looking to go into this <clears throat> Club World Cup, which can bring in a lot of money, touted £50 million, potentially going into the Europa League might help us. But then again, the way I would like to go in an ideal world is get into Champions League if we could finish third. A lot of people might say that's defeatist, but let's be optimistic. I mean, look what happened to us last season. If you could finish third in the Champions League, for instance, you drop in Europa League um, knockout stages or group stages. That's probably the way you would potentially want to go if if we could do it. But that would give us a chance at this Club World Cup in terms of coefficient points. So... It'd be interesting. I like the Europa League. We had a good run in the Europa League, Ryan, over the last three three years. Obviously, we got to a final. Um, I think it's our level, if we're being honest, in terms of if we want to compete, I think we can. But I think Bilo went to right wrongs in terms of that Champions League last season, in terms of what happened to us. I don't think we had the correct team in the Champions League. We had a lot of injuries. You look at the back line, who was playing. Um, I think you'll want to get into that. And you always want to be at the top table of the Champions League, the music at Ibrooks. I mean, it is fantastic. But you'll want to right wrongs the last season in there. Yeah, I think so as well. And, and a lot of good points, a lot of good common sense getting made in the comments for all the guys here um, about about the Champions League. I think it's Pacer. The Champions League is where we belong. I, I completely agree, Pacer. Rangers do belong in the Champions League, always will. But Ali, Ali's point is, for me, Spot on, I think, where Rangers are right now. I think we were out of depth last year. It, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel as if we, we it didn't feel as if we could compete. I felt as if every game we were struggling just to even hold on to the ball, the balls and fire. It was horrible to watch. But if Rangers can if Rangers do get any Champions League, I'm sure they'll be a bit more organised, a bit a bit more equipped to to make a, an account of ourselves in the Champions League. But Europa League for me, I I've come I've come round to it, especially since we've got to the final. It's a bonus. I don't mind Rangers being in. Um, but yeah, Michael Morgan as well. The league is always a priority. European football is a bonus. Correct. Correct. Treble do me over any European football this season. Well, and, and just in talking terms, before we can finish up, Ali, um, the club, the World Club Championship, um, that gets decided if we get into the Champions League. Are we in that? Is that, is that the way it works? Or do we need to wait until who's the other club that's going to I love us at the moment. Scotia's there's, your man for this. There's different yeah. different scenarios, but I think you're looking at teams like Club Bruges, Shakhtar Donetsk, uh-huh. teams like that. I think you want them put out of Europe early doors to help us. Right. That's why a lot of people have said, in a weird way, like I've said, if we get put into Europa League, we've got a better chance of winning games, which is a better chance of picking up coefficient points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many scenarios, Ryan. Basically, we need a good run in Europe. We, I think we need yeah. to get to knockout stages in Europe if it's in Champions League or it's in Europa League. That's what people are saying. 
to get to knockout stages, we've got a better chance in Europa League. Um, mm. And then it depends about these other teams around about what they do. But ideally, the teams I've just rhymed off, plus there's a few others, you want knocked out early doors to to give us a chance. But, I mean, it's another talking point if we get in there, Ryan, because it's, it's big, big money for Rangers if we get in yeah. there. Um, but we'll just need to take it, take it as we go and see what happens. But <laughs> ultimately, we want to get in the Champions League. That's where we want. You always want to. You always want to do the best you can, and that's where we want to be. The good thing is, you know, you know, Ibrox will be rocking for those qualifiers. I absolutely love the kind of Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night qualifiers. See when it's summertime, yeah. And you know, maybe you've maybe you've dropped down down to one for the first leg, or the other one each, or whatever. And you're going to Ibrox, and you know you've got to do the business. I, I love the atmosphere at Ibrox in those kind of summer nights. Uh, so very much looking forward to those, and hopefully we get a. A favourable draw come the come the twenty fourth of July, I think it was Garden Pioneer put down. So plenty to look forward to with Rangers, plenty to talk about with Rangers. We could do two or three hours of this Alistair, but I think people will be bored just listening to the two of us in our opinion. And I would certainly then go on to a rant about Borna Barisic if we stayed for that long, mate. There's no doubt about that. And um, before we tie up, Anonymous, um, if you're watching or you're in the comments, Anonymous has bought us five coffees, Ali, which is unbelievable. Um, and we very much appreciate your support. We appreciate everything that logs in. That anonymous, see that anonymous, Ryan? He's like that guy, um, a trialist that plays for all these teams on it. That's what I he's a player. Like. He's got some stuff. Well, that's the kind of guy I don't expect. I don't understand why nobody looks at that a trialist because of the stats he's got. Because <laughs> he scores all season for all sorts of clubs. So, yeah, he's definitely a player to keep an eye on. Right, that's enough of our dad jokes, Ali. We have um, chatted through my agenda and appreciate everybody in the comments, everybody that subscribes to the podcast, supports us. Continue chat if you want. Get um, Share and like this and subscribe to this podcast. We are COVID-22. We have got um, another podcast next week where Mr. Carney, I'm sure, will be back. A bit underwear at the moment. He's had a lot on, so he is getting a deserved rest at the moment. And Scotia, I'm sure, will be back as well. We'll try our very best, guys, to get the four of us on. That would be very... In fact, we won't. I've got annual leave next week. Uh, so it might be just the three guys of course <laughs> of course I do um, but thank you very much everybody please like share and subscribe to the podcast we'll be back very soon with more Rangers content enjoy your weekend we are Club at 22 cheers Podcast Network.